Hey, it's time for the Twice Removed Podcast with Linda and Gina, where we talk about all things genealogy, including making connections with long-lost relatives while snooping in on our ancestors. Hey, it's good to know where you come from. Welcome to the first episode of Twice Removed with Linda, that's me, and Gina. That's me. Yeah. Where we, yay. <laughs> yay. Where we talk about family connections from the past and the present through genealogy research. Since this is our first show, let's talk about how we both became interested in the topic. You go first, Gina. I love this topic. You know what? I just have always been um, fascinated, especially on my Italian side of the family, my mom's um, mother's side. And it just kind of stopped at Italy. And, you know, you you always get told all the stories how you know they went out to pick figs and they found gold coins and this that and the other and and we had the story that um, my great great grandfather they're from palermo italy and he killed a mob boss and or they excuse me the mob boss killed him and then the two brothers anthony and luigi killed the mob boss and so then they ran you know got on the boat and came over to america and um i guess his mother came over with four pizza pans because you know when you're on the run from the mob you got to bring your pizza trays but that's all you care about yeah that you know what we still use them to this day you still have them how how old are they uh, my mom says like about a hundred years or so, but who knows if they came, you know, they could have come from, you know, Sears and Roebuck, but, but <laughs> for, for all intents purposes, they came from Italy. And like I said, when you flee, you, you take your pots and pans, you know, of course. And it could have, that could have been their gold back there in Palermo during that time. Who knows? Maybe that was, you know, their costly thing. It probably was because a lot of people didn't come over with a lot of money in their pocket. You could tell about that from the, um, immigrant and the ship logs yeah. and stuff that they, they had like five dollars yeah and i always, and i always yeah. see people that flee like on my jewish side and then there's pictures of them in fur coats and it's like well you got a fur to flee with but uh they probably made those <laughs> maybe, they probably maybe. made them because my my great-grandmother they raised rabbits and oh, okay. um yeah she would they would skin the rabbits of course they killed them first <laughs> and um <laughs> bunnies and um yeah, and I have a picture of my mom and her cousin both wearing coats with the rabbit fur collars that my great grandmother made for them. So it's possible that whatever skins that were in those fur coats were caught by like the the husband or the father or the grandfather or somebody. Now, now is that how you became interested in genealogy, or because of bunnies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Looney Tunes early one Saturday morning, and it was like, hey. hey. <laughs> no, it's just always been drilled into my head by my mom because she um, came over from Germany in the early 50s and, you know, went through the whole World War II thing and whatever. And um, she always drilled it into my head. It's like, okay, these were, you know, the people. This is my, you were named after my grandmother, my middle name. And, um, you know, she was married to this guy and he's the one who came over in 1907. And through him, everybody else came over. And my mom was one of the ones that came over, you know, two generations later. Was she the record keeper of the family? Mm, you know, she knew what she knew. And she told me, and she didn't write any of it down, but one day we did write it down, like about 30 something years ago, we we wrote down everybody that she could think of. So that was oh, that's good. awesome. Yeah, and then when she passed away in 2018, um, 
her sister was still alive and I would get on the phone with her, call her in Germany every week and just go over everything that I had. And then she would tell me the other half of the story. So that's how we did that. That's wonderful to be able to do that. Yeah. And I'm really glad I did because that was like some information that I didn't really know. And, you yeah. know, my mom also to become a United States citizen, she, I guess, had to get birth certificates and everything from her family to prove where she was right. from. And also I have all of these weird, um, they're copies, but they're like, they're like negatives on paper. I don't know. I think maybe that, that certificate that you had up on your screen before we went, it was going to kind of look like that where it was like in reverse. Yeah. And they pulled it off of the, um, you know, the, the town, uh, registry and whatever. And uh, so she had all of that stuff. And I was just looking at some of it a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, oh, wow, there's the name that I fought, found when I was searching. And, you know, so and then my wow. dad's side, my dad's side, he was um, he passed away when I was five. So I didn't have any, you know, conversations with him about any of this. And all I knew was my grandfather who I had met and my grandmother who had passed away like in the 30s. So I didn't know anything beyond that really about them. And that's what I started discovering last year and this year. And I'm in contact with a second cousin in Norway. Thankfully, he speaks and writes English. And we've that's been, amazing. We've that's been great. Swap, we've been swapping pictures back and forth because I have a photo album without captions. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. My, my dad's side, my great grandmother took a meticulous record. I mean, she just has this thing. We And we didn't find it till, of course, after she passed away. But she had everybody from the beginning. I mean, we traced back on her side of the family, her mom's side back to England and for the 1500s. So, but she just had everything just nailed down. So that's easily traceable there. And it, it, it's, you know, we did get to sit with her when she was 96 years old and brought out the cassette tape back then. Oh, that's and, wonderful. Um, and let her talk and ramble for three hours. And it was just priceless. It's priceless. So that, I mean, that's like my biggest thing with people. If you have older relatives, get something, get your phone, tape them, talk to them, start them off. You only need to say like one little sentence, like, where did you come from? And they'll, a plethora of knowledge will just pour out. It's true because people love talking about themselves. Well, not all oh. people, but you know, well, yeah. they're, they're telling old <laughs> older <stories>. ones do. <laughs> well, yeah, they're talking about you know their when happier times when everybody was around, their family was still around them, and they were little, and you know who knows. So yeah, it's family wonderful. history is important. It's important, you know. Every got to know, got to pass it down. Yeah, and it's so funny because uh, my mother was one of eight kids, and of all of the kids and all of the grandchildren. I'm the one who's the designated historian, designated by myself. None of my cousins know anything. Same here. Same here. And they just I don't said, get oh, it. well, Gina knows. Gina knows. So it's like, well, you know, yeah. Don't you want to know? They want to know. They just don't want to do the work. Yeah. And well, the f I, work is the fun part if they knew that. Right. That's a, like both of us have that in common. The research is, you know, the funds yeah. have you know, half the funds getting there. Um, yeah, exactly. And everybody has their own puzzle. It's like, even if you're a, an identical twin, your history will be different than your identical twins because they're your sister or sibling, you know, right. and it's like a different outlook for them. So, well, okay. So here's my question to you then. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the name of this podcast for people that don't know? Because you, you know, 
I, I always thought my first cousin was my first cousin and my second cousin was my second cousin. And then you're saying, no, they're once removed and, you know, twice. How many removes can you be? It so. only goes as far. Well, it goes far. It goes far because I've looked up on some things and I've got like a second cousin six times removed. Oh, but, see. <laughs> but to keep it simple, <laughs> because you'll figure it out. If you do enough genealogy research, you'll figure it out after a while um, when you start seeing how they're attached in the trees because it'll tell you how they're related to you and then you'll see the you know the relationship between them and the person before them and after them it'll show but twice removed an example of twice removed is um if you and i were first cousins right my child would be your first cousin once removed my grandchild would be your first cousin twice removed okay <laughs> but if, if but if we both had children, their relationship to each other would be second cousins. So they're not removed. No, but we would be first cousins and then they would be second cousins to each other. Got it. Yeah, but it's it's the step between my relationship to your children and not to the relationship between the children. Right. It, yeah, it is. It is goofy. But um, do you understand that, people? Do you understand that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tune in tomorrow when we rename this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense when you get to it. Yeah, like, it does. Like one of my the, one of the closest cousins I had when I was growing up on Long Island, since my mother and father were both from different countries. And all of my first cousins who are on my mother's side lived in Germany. My closest cousin was a second cousin twice removed. Okay. Because the way people came over, you know, you would all stay in your little um, groups, you know, like the Germans would come over and there'd be like the little German group on Long Island and everybody was kind of like bringing each other over from the old country, you know, from for like the last hundred years or so. Yeah. And they would just all hang out together and they might not be that closely related DNA wise, but they are close as far as hanging out together. Like my mom's yeah. um, maid of honor or whatever was her second cousin. Because, you know, everybody else was in Germany. Exactly. For the most part. Yeah. That's like my mom. My mom is one of five girls and they all had, you know, a slew of children. And the third cousins, the fourth cousins, the fifth cousins, if we're removed or not, but we, we all hang out. I mean, we just generally enjoy each other and it's, it's great. We have family reunions and stuff like that and birthdays and this, that, and the other. And it's wonderful. That's what I think. Um, genealogy is fun. We found a new cousin. I mean, you find new things and stuff like that, but let me, let me ask you this then to get started what's the best way to like build your family tree what do you suggest well if you really just don't know if this is for you or not <laughs> and you don't <laughs> want to make a huge investment um first thing you do is just go over to um familysearch.org and it's the free sign up it's free and you can get rolling on there and just you know start and, putting and all the people you know in and Go from there. And can I can I say we'll have all these uh, links? Yeah, on on the page or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything so, is back okay. on the on the twicerevemove.net website. There you go, people. Yeah. So that's what I would do. That's what I did. Um, and I kind of abandoned that tree, and moved over to ancestry, because I just like the way that it 
it flows and also that's where I did the DNA test and you can hook everybody in. It's like once you find them, you can, you know, if they are, if you already know who they are, that's great. And then if they do their test, then you can link them to your tree automatically from there. And that was, um, that was exciting to do your test and, and everybody should do it. Just, it's so fascinating to see who comes up, you know, as a match and stuff to me anyways, um, surprises, of course, maybe not so nice surprises for some, but Hey, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. They just were the product of that and they're your family. Yeah, exactly. Um, which one did you use? First or... I used Ancestry first, and then yeah. I used my Heritage second. Same. I think. Is that what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what we did. And yeah. and I like the results better from Ancestry. So, um, and they're ever changing and and stuff. So um, I haven't but, received you know, any updates yet since I did mine back in October. You know, they said oh, that really? they update you and it changes your percentages sometimes. Yeah, I get it all the time. And and it, it basically, it just turns out I'm half my mom and half my dad. That I mean, it just doesn't really ever change from that. It fluctuates. You know, I might be a little more Italian this week instead of Jewish on my mom's side. And then the next week I'm more Jewish than Italian. But I wonder it's, it's if it's there. because you have more cousins that are doing it. Because, you know, that was the, one of the disappointments and also surprises, but not really. Um, when I did my ancestry test, my closest DNA relative is my grandfather's nephew. Oh, wow. Yeah. My mom's first cousin. One of the American ones. And that's just it. It's one of the American ones. And then the rest of them in the top six or so are um, Germans that I know that I grew up with who are second cousins. Um, and then after that, I was like, who are these people? And they're all Norwegian. And I, cause I didn't know any of them, you know, cause that was my, my dad's mother's side. She died in like 1935 or something like that. So I didn't know she had siblings. I didn't know anything. And wow. yeah, so, uh, I have a second cousin who's really close in DNA numbers, but I'd never heard of her before. But I was able to track her and like, oh, yeah, there, there it is. We have the same second great grandmother. And um, or yeah. And like I, I saw some other cousins that I knew from New York who are Norwegian, but they were farther down because I think the one person was my father's first cousin. And then I knew her and she was like my mother's age. So, you know, I was called her aunt. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. But I, I mean. First of all, like the the Germans, it's not a real big deal for them. They don't, I don't know what it is. They have this big privacy thing there too, where they don't like to have any documents or anything available to people for a really, really long time. So it makes it hard, make it makes it harder. Good thing you, I know who the um, people who are alive are, for the most part, the immediate family and cousins and whatever. But if I wanted to research a first cousin, I would never be able to find them, or an uncle, I'd never be able to find them really. But anybody hmm. like grandparents and older, I can find. That's great. So the DNA did help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the exactly. Norwegians, I mean, they must give these tests away with a tank of gas because <laughs> there's, <laughs> I've got like 6,000 Norwegian cousins and like, oh my God. German. Yeah. Uh, uh, from ancestry? Yeah. Or, of course, they're wow. all like, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever in fragments. 
but I, I found ancestry easier to use because it'd say like, oh, your mother's side cousin or your father's side cousin, but it didn't on my heritage unless I didn't have it set right. But it was just like, here's your cousin. You kind of had to try to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my only thing with that. But and that goes and goes farther back than the most recent 200, 300 years. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, going back even further than that, it's like I took my results from Ancestry, downloaded them, did not delete them, downloaded them. So I had a copy um, and uploaded it to um, GEDmatch, GEDmatch over the mm -hmm. last couple of weeks. And they were showing me um, matches or historic DNA from, Ar I think they call it archaic DNA. And I had some like from the Bronze Age and I had some that went back oh my way, gosh. way, way back in Germany to this little tiny town. And I thought it was a misspelling of a town that was close to my mother's hometown, but it wasn't. It was like a different town altogether, way, way in north Northern Germany. Oh my God, now, that's amazing. Yeah, and I was able to verify it with an ancestor that I had found like the week before. That's why it caught my eye. I was like, oh, well, there they are. It's it, My research is correct. They're in that town. Cool. Well, they were in that town. Um, so that was kind of cool. And uh, my ancestry results, I, I was really surprised by them, too. I didn't expect 50% German because my mom always said that we had French, too, because of her grandmother's maiden name. Mm -hmm. And but we could never say who came over from France. It's just because they're on the border. And I think it's just gone back Germany, France, Germany, France, Germany, France forever. Um, in fact, her hometown was once France in the 1800s. So um, I was surprised that it was only 41%. And, but my dad, I keep saying Norwegian, but he was actually, his father was Swedish and I only had 2% Swedish. And Is that the, the, the house of Johan? No, that was the German side. Oh my oh, god, that's a oh, whole, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the house of Johan. Every okay. freaking person. Mm. <laughs> no, but really, yeah, that's a whole other show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I was surprised that I was like forty-eight percent Norwegian, two percent Swedish, forty-one percent German, and then like little, you know, northeastern Europe and Baltics and all this other stuff, like little, little pieces that really don't add up too much until I went to my heritage and then it blew it all up and I didn't even have any German because it goes yeah. <laughs> farther back and I'm like Italian and Greek and um, I have I can add up all of the different types of Asia and I'm like 9% Asian now. And yeah, see, I I got that too on that my heritage, but they took out my Italian. It's like, uh, no, I don't think so. Hey, <laughs> like, hey, hey, don't hey. touch the Italian, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Italian here. <laughs> so, I got the pizza pants. <laughs> that's it. I got pizza pants to prove it. <laughs> I got the blood stain from the mob boss. <laughs> don't well, tell have me. You, you haven't tried. <laughs> you haven't tried Twenty Three and Me, right? That's, next. That's the one. We, yeah, we're gonna have to try that one and and see what they have to There's say. There's also and another one that I wanted to do that is um, just the um, MT DNA, which is only passed down from mothers. Fathers can't pass it down. Only maternal can pass it down, and you can only pass you can pass it down to both male and female children, but only the daughters can pass it down. Huh. So you can find your lineage. What's and this they call, called? 
it's mtdna huh. i don't want to pr- mispronounce the actual real name my chronodal whatever <laughs> but okay. it's just Hop it's online a, to my chronodal blah 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 <laughs> it's like that yeah it's mtdna is good enough that people you know mtdna test and it's basically just researching your female line and what I've done recently is I've tried to figure that out just on my regular family tree to track it back. You know, you should go to your mom and then your mom's mom and then your grandmother's mother and so forth all the way back as far as you can go. And I got to the mid 1700s that way. And that's my maternal line so far. And okay. and if you do this, um, there's a chance that we're related that way. There's a lot of people who can be related that way from way back because it always stays. It, 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 you know, it's like something that's passed down, just like the Y DNA test for men, where you can right. find the male line. And, um, you know, and you know, it's funny for men too. They can always like tell who they are by their last names. Women can't because you know it changes every time you remarry or whatever. <laughs> Okay, Liz Taylor. <laughs> How many until times recent, are you getting married here? <laughs> until recently, you know, like a lot of people don't do that anymore. And people, you know what? These tests go on sale all the time. So don't go paying full price for them. Just wait till your favorite holiday and get them cheaper. And, and do it. it. Just you guys will be amazed and come on this show and talk about it with us and and have fun i mean this is the greatest thing ever and it's not um terribly expensive i mean you could go to research dna um detectives and stuff and they'll probably charge you but there's too many ways that and linda's explaining them all to you because she's done them that you guys can do this and it's awesome and i'm excited again (laughs) yeah and major holidays are all of the regular holidays you'd expect right like the, yes. ho- the December holidays. Yeah, and St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. Which makes no something. sense to me, really, except for the influx of Irish people. I don't know. Is that why? I don't know, but they should do it for San Giuseppe Day, because that's only two days later. Oktoberfest. 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 It's a month. You have a month. That's why they don't do it. That's it. That's why so. they won't do it. It's too long. Ugh. That's ridiculous. But the Mother's and Father's Day ones, that's like... It's kind of hilarious in a way because like, hey, let's prove your paternity. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Here's a wonderful <laughs> gift for you. <laughs> uh, did you ever send that test in? Yeah. So going further, what are we going to do? I know we kind of have to probably wrap up soon, but what do we do going further? What do you what, what are your plans for this? Because I'm, I'm excited. Well, um, we have like there's once you get researching, you'll see that certain things pop up and you're like, huh, how do I handle that? Oh, wow. I didn't realize that was messing me up. There's my brick wall right there. Okay. How do I get around it? Um, you know, some things like that. There's special tools and, and websites and ways to figure out how somebody's related to you. You know, the, like I was trying to explain earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe we're, we're 45 removed. <laughs> well, we're all related somehow, supposedly, unless True. we're from different planets, each of us. Um, but then who knows, really? Um yeah, but like, so there's like special guests that we hope to have on or and just, you know, regular people who do research like we do and experts. Yeah. Well, who wants anything else? And we have fun with it. So we're not some stodgy people here that are so serious. I am. Well, what <laughs> goes to say, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, and everything that we've talked about today or didn't talk about today is probably on our website. 
at yeah. twiceremove.net. So Dot net. Yep. Get your, get, you know, get the net. travel We're buns over there. Get the net. <laughs> <laughs> and the hook. <laughs> and if so, you yeah. have any questions, do we have a question thing up there at the on the net that they can ask a question? Yes. See? There you go. Ask a question. Ask a question. Ask Linda. Ask Linda for her uh, blueberry scone recipe. That's what you got to ask. Um, blueberry pie. And there. Blueberry. Oh, see? That's a whole nother show right there. It is. And that's another thing, too. It's like, that's a cool thing to collect. If you have any, like, recipes or whatever passed Absol down. Yeah, the DNA cookbook. There we go. Mm, I don't think that's what they yeah. mean by hey, that. Hey, you know what? We make the like we said, we make those pizzas on the tray, you know, at least once or twice a month. So, oh, yeah, yeah. they were probably handmade. I don't know. They're black as night from all the gunk that has collected. And God forbid, if you try to scrub them clean, my don't. mom will have your head. No, yeah, do that's not where all the flavor clean. is. Of course it is. <laughs> they were probably made by somebody who is a metal worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously or because a, or from sears and roebuck <laughs> so. no really because my um my great uncle who um my, he was a metal worker and he made um like not pizza trays because we're german so they were like for tarts <laughs> like a different food <laughs> similar tray different food tart trays <laughs> yeah they were all he had like a set he made for my mother i guess for her um her wedding i guess uh, just like handmade and like different sizes. Yeah, I'll have to check the bottoms and see if they're stamped or anything. But I'll take pictures. You can put them up at the website and see hey. our stinky pizza pans and say we won't be eating at her house anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's San Giuseppe's day, and that is yeah. no sale. Oh, no yeah. sale for you. No sale for you. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, no. I guess thank we you. Can wrap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. I absolutely love it and enjoy it. And I hope everyone gets something out of it besides a kick. And um, hey, hey, it's a joy. Hey, Bend I over. get a kick out of you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting here. Um, but thank you. And I can hardly wait for the next one. And hopefully you'll have me back. <laughs> so, Well, I was just going to tell you, let's get off the line here and then come back on and do the next episode. Oh, okay. I get to come back. All right. Yay. Sounds good. All Thanks, right. everyone. Until next time. Arrivederci. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. The Twice Removed Podcast is produced by Linda Anderson and Gina Glass. All opinions expressed are of our own and of our guests. For more information and upcoming guests, please visit our website, twiceremove.net.